Whether you need to restock the fridge or just have a sudden, intense craving for cheese puffs, Kroger Delivery will get you just what you need in as little as 30 minutes. From groceries to household items, Kroger delivers right to your door. So don't let one major craving have you reaching for your car keys. Open the Kroger app and start your cart, whatever the cart. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Delivery time's not guaranteed. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. The key to small business success is maintaining strong relationships with your customers. That's what Constant Contact has been helping small businesses do for over 25 years. With their robust suite of email and digital marketing tools, you don't have to be a marketing pro to find customers, build relationships, and grow your business. Constant Contact's digital marketing platform makes it easy to send automated emails, manage all your contacts, grow your list, advertise on social media, and more. And with all the data you need at your fingertips, it's easy to see what your customers respond to. Constant Contact takes the guesswork out of communicating with your customers effectively. Start building, expanding, and nurturing your customer base to drive better results. Go to ConstantContact.com to get started for free today. Constant Contact. All the digital marketing tools you need, all in one place. Welcome to the Big D Breakdown, your home for all things Dallas Cowboys news. Welcome to the Big D Breakdown. I'm your host, Larry Lease. Today we're diving into the latest headlines surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. First, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Pondex, for sponsoring this episode. Check them out today at Pondex.com. Use the promo code Larry21 for 10% off your order. Our first topic is Week 14's The Good, Bad, and Ugly. Cowboys versus the Washington football team. Week 14 of the 2021 NFL season brought the Dallas Cowboys ever so close to their first goal, the division championship. Sunday afternoon in the nation's capital was a lot like the previous week's victory over the New Orleans Saints. The Cowboys are morphing into something that has not been seen within this franchise in many, many years. Dallas is becoming a defensive team that carries their offense. For as long as most of us can remember, fans have clamored for just an average defense. The thought of a middle-of-the-pack defense to pair with a notoriously high-powered offense seemed like a recipe for success. Now the defense is doing all the heavy lifting while the offense continues to struggle. There is still time to figure it out, but as each week goes by, the excitement of watching games is largely coming from when the Cowboys do not have the ball. This coming Sunday, Dallas faces off against a struggling New York Giants offense, which should provide even more entertainment on the defensive side of the ball. Before we look forward to the next week's divisional matchup, let's take one last look at the good, the bad, and the ugly for the 27-20 win over Washington. The good? Well, like we said, Cowboys defense. Last week's good against New Orleans was the performance of the defense. What occurred this past Sunday deserves repeated accolades for the same group. The Washington football team started off the game with the following. A punt, an interception, a fumble, a punt, a punt, a punt, and a kneel down before half. Washington ran 32 plays and gained just 51 yards. The Dallas dominance was brought to life in large part due to the defensive line finally being healthy again. And Marcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory each produced a sack, as did tackle Neville, Neville Gallimore, who was playing in his first game of the season. The star once again was linebacker Micah Parsons. Not only did he have a huge sack on a fourth down, which led to a fumble recovery for a touchdown, 
but he also led the defense at shutting down Washington's running game. Coming into the game, Washington had their rushing attack rolling. Washington averaged over 140 yards on the ground in their previous six games. In this game, however, they were held to just 100. Running back Antonio Gibson was limited to just 36 yards. Parsons' two sacks extended his personal streak of six straight games with a sack. With 12 on the year, he is just 2.5 sacks away from breaking the NFL record for a rookie. His play, along with the health of the defense, is definitely something to be excited about. And of course, the bad? Well, the run game, of course. At this point, one has to wonder if the Cowboys' running game will ever find itself. From weeks 2 to 5, the Dallas offense averaged 201 yards per game on the ground. Since that time, the Cowboys had only averaged 100 yards per game. That drastic drop-off is beyond worrisome at this point. There are many reasons that one can point to in an effort to explain the issue. Regardless, the cold, hard truth is that the running game is clearly broken. Dallas is getting absolutely no help from their quarterback in the aspect. Running back Ezekiel Elliott has been playing injured for a large part of the year. Meanwhile, backup Tony Pollard missed the game due to a torn plantar... something rather. Injury, obviously. Things may have not gotten any better anytime soon either. Left tackle Tyron Smith re-injured his ankle once again and has already been ruled out for the next week. It is unknown if Pollard will return either. Each week there seems to be a different culprit to the woes in the Cowboys running game. It is hard to envision a scenario in which the, this just turns around magically given the injuries and a lackluster line play. Hopefully the injuries dissipate to the point of non-existence and the weaknesses are corrected. But time is running out. And finally, the ugly, sadly, Dak Prescott. Without any semblance of a consistent run game, the pressure is sitting squarely on quarterback Dak Prescott in the passing game. Couple that with missed games by the top two receivers recently, it's not shocking to see some regression. Unfortunately, it's abundantly clear that Prescott is struggling heavily. There is no referendum on Dak as a leader or player. Prescott is still one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. However, he is playing very poorly. In three of his last four games, Prescott has failed to throw for more than 240 yards. In those three games, he has just two touchdowns that don't overshadow his five interceptions. Prescott's two interceptions on Sunday were unusually bad. His first was a complete overthrow on a ball, which should have been to the outside of his receiver. Instead, he tried to drop it in over a linebacker and airmailed everyone getting picked off by the safety. His second interception was one of his worst throws that I can remember throughout his whole career. On a simple bootleg, instead of continuing to move and find the open passing window, he inexplicably just stopped, throwing the ball right to the defender, which was returned for a touchdown. His accuracy has regressed of late. In five of his last six games, he has thrown 14, 15, 15, 17, and 20 incompletions. For the six, he has averaged under six yards per attempt. It might be unfair to put it all on Prescott, but quarterbacks get all the glory and the scrutiny. The elite quarterbacks find a way to make it work. With the playoffs coming around the corner, it's time for Prescott to do just that. The Cowboys head to New Jersey this Sunday to take on an ailing New York Giants team. Let's hope we see a continuing dominance from the defense and a new revamp on offense. And our next topic is how the Cowboys can clinch a playoff berth or NFC East this weekend. Well, 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 the Dallas Cowboys can clinch not only a playoff berth, but also potentially the NFC East altogether 
in Week 15. Not sure many of us thought the Cowboys would have a chance to punch their playoff ticket this early, but I sense no complaints. There are three scenarios that can occur this weekend to lock the Cowboys into the postseason. I'll give a look into each matchup, the likeliness of it, and a rooting guide for us over the weekend. First and foremost, this all requires a Cowboys win against the Giants on Sunday. The Cowboys take care of business as many expect they should. The odds of locking up a playoff spot, if not the division, are pretty high. Let's take a look at what needs to happen for the Cowboys to reserve their seat at the postseason table. As I said, nothing can occur if the Cowboys don't get the win against the Giants. If that happens, we can turn to scoreboard watching. The only way to wrap up the NFC East is with a win in New Jersey and Washington. Losing two or tying with the Philadelphia Eagles. That's neither impossible nor unlikely. The two opportunities to guarantee a playoff berth require a Dallas win and then a loss by either the 49ers to the Falcons or the Saints losing to the Buccaneers. I have a few quick thoughts on each game and how likely I think it is to happen. So to begin, we take a look at Washington football team versus the Philadelphia Eagles. The Cowboys need a win and a Washington football team loss or tie to clinch the NFC East. Likely, likeliness to occur, 6 out of 10. Washington is decimated by injuries and COVID-19 right now. Philadelphia has to win this game to have any chance of stealing the final wildcard spot. A lot of things are pointing in the right direction for the Cowboys in this game. Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts is trending towards healing up and playing this Sunday in a must-win game for Philly. On the opposite side, it appears Washington quarterback Taylor Heineke will play, likely still feeling the effects of a three-hour onslaught of hits provided by the Cowboys' defensive line. I despise the Eagles. I despise Washington. Come Sunday, the main goal is the NFC East and if that means an Eagles win is needed, then they've got my rooting interest. Next, the NFC playoff berth clinch number one. The Atlanta Falcons versus the San Francisco 49ers. Cowboys need a win and a 49ers loss to clinch a playoff berth. Likeliness of this occurring, 2 out of 10. This one doesn't seem all that possible to break the Cowboys away. The 49ers seem to have found a bit of a groove and have themselves positioned as the number six seed in the NFC at this moment. After starting out two and four, the 49ers have rattled off a five and two stretch to get back into the thick of things. The Falcons are hanging on to playoff aspirations by a thread as they sit in the hunt, but in reality, they are on the brink of elimination. The 49ers are running the ball well. Jimmy G has been floating around the 300 yard mark in passing as of late. Former Iowa Hawkeye tight end George Kittle has back-to-back -back weeks of 181 and 151 receiving yards. Not only do the 49ers likely handle the Falcons here, but they're also a team to keep an eye on hitting their stride at the right time. I give this a 2 out of 10 likeliness of happening, as it is still in the NFL and anything can happen. I just think this outcome is extremely unlikely. And now, New Orleans Saints versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Cowboys need a win and a Saints loss to clinch the playoff berth. Likeliness to occur? 8.5 out of 10. In a bit of an alternative events here, Cowboys' best case scenario would be for this game to not matter one bit due to clinching the NFC East with an Eagles win or clinching a playoff spot with a Falcons upset. 
The Cowboys would actually be better off with the Saints winning this game, even if it doesn't help them clinch the playoff spot. Being the last game of the day, we should know our fate. Even if Washington and the 49ers win, it would still be wise to pull for the Saints. Dallas will still have playoff odds on at least 99% with a win over the Giants. The Saints win may delay the playoff berth a week, but that wouldn't be the end of the world. The Cowboys are slated to host the LA Rams in the wild card game right now. Any upset suffered by the Bucks, Packers, and or Cardinals that can move the Cowboys up to the number 2 or number 3 seed in the NFC should be of our rooting interest. I give it an 8.5 out of 10 in terms of likeliness of occurring for what the Cowboys need to clinch a playoff berth. But I'm hoping to be pleasantly surprised and wrong in an effort to improve our playoff seeding with a Bucks loss. Either way, a Bucks win punches our playoff ticket and a Bucks loss helps our seeding. Kind of a win-win here. Now we take a look at week 15. The Dallas Cowboys head to MetLife Stadium this Sunday to take on the New York Giants in a matchup of teams going in drastically different directions. Cowboys are coming off a big win against division rival Washington, while the Giants are trudging along after being handed a loss by the Chargers. The Cowboys come into this game at 9-4 with a chance to put a death grip on the division and a chance to clinch the NFC East. The defense has hit their stride, but the offense a bit of dysfunctional as of late. The Giants are injury-riddled across the board and are likely entering an offseason filled with questions about their future. While they may be struggling, a matchup with the Cowboys always brings out the best amongst division rivals. As we always do here, I'll provide some history and thoughts on the current teams, the weather for Sunday, a player on each team that could have the opportunity to make some noise, and then end it with some game plan thoughts and projections. As we take a look at the Cowboys versus Giants matchup history, there's an all-time record, 70 wins, 47 losses, 2 ties in favor of the Cowboys. And there's a 1-0 playoff record in favor of the Giants. Most recent game, Dallas won 44-20 on October 10th, 2021. Meeting for the second time this year, the Cowboys are the clearly better team. As they have done in many seasons prior, they look to complete the sweep of the Giants, a feat they have accomplished in nearly half of the seasons in the last decade. Early this year, I dove into some history of the matchup and explored the ties between Bill Parcells, Jason Garrett, and Tony Romo getting his chance against the Giants. I revisited the game where Emmett Smith dominated with a separated shoulder while also bringing back the pain of the 2007 playoffs. Although it is the same season, this matchup looks different than it did just 10 weeks ago. The Giants parted ways with offensive coordinator Jason Garrett. Let me just say he got the short end of the stick. Saquon Barkley was often hurt, Daniel Jones turns the ball over like it's a hot potato, and he didn't have much help. Garrett might not have been the best head coach, but he was always a top-tier guy. The Giants will be starting backup quarterback Mike Glennon this Sunday, with Daniel Jones out due to a neck injury. The team is limping to the finish line as they stare down questions regarding head coach Joe Judge and their future at the quarterback position. All signs point to the Cowboys asserting dominance over a downtrodden team in a late-season game where we see that separation of evident. That said, the NFC East is never as smooth as it appears. Any game on the road against a rival should be treated as such. And now our weather outlook for the Cowboys versus the Giants. So they're out playing at MetLife Stadium with an open stadium, of course. High of 44, a low of 28. Mix of sun and clouds with a winds 10 to 11 miles per hour with gusts up to 24 to 25 miles per hour. 
This means back-to-back -back outdoor games for the Cowboys for the first time this season. They look to cap off a three-game road trip with a perfect 3-0 record. This Sunday provides us with some solid weather and really what you would expect in the Upper East Coast in December. Not overly cold, but the chance for some chills in the air with a little breeze showing up from time to time overall. The weather shouldn't have much of a factor on this one. Even though it is outdoors, MetLife Stadium has turf, shows no sign of being slick. The weather is a bit of how I envision this game being nothing special, standard, even a bit boring. And now we take a look at some of the under-the-radar players. Dallas Cowboys, Anthony Brown, New York Giants, Saquon Barkley. I know, not very sneaky, but they have no one else healthy. And then Anthony Brown was around the ball all day last Sunday against Washington and had two interceptions, hit him right in the hands. I think he capitalizes it this week and gets himself a takeaway. With Trayvon Diggs on the opposite side and a ball-hawking group all around, Teams have targeted Brown a lot this year. He's shown us the good and the bad. I know Cowboy fans love to bash Brown, but he's already put up career highs for tackles, pass deflections, and interceptions. Playing cornerback in the NFL may be the hardest position in all sports with the rules geared towards the offense. Brown has continued to deal with the criticism, handle the ups and downs, and still shows up. With Darius Tony out, the Giants are without their burner. Brown should see a lot of Sterling Shepard and Kenny Galladay. Two receivers I think he matches up with nicely. Neither are overly big or fast. Brown should be able to stick with them in man as long as he doesn't get caught up with his eyes in the backfield as he has previously. Give me a Brown interception, a couple of pass deflections this week as Glennon steers clear of digs and gives Brown ample opportunities to be a game changer for the Cowboys in Week 15. The Giants are getting thin on offense. Tony and fellow receiver John Ross are out due to COVID-19 and they are starting a backup quarterback. Offensively, they are going to have to manufacture something from nothing and get creative. Why it re isn't really under the radar or surprising, Barkley is really the only chance the Giants have to hurt the Cowboys. I suspect we see an attempt to get him going early, shorten the game to limit the Cowboys' scoring chances. Along with a heavy dose of Barkley in the passing game, Parsons and Barkley, two Penn State, Nittany Lions going at it, sign me up. Just as we saw last week, I'd love to see the Cowboys load the box with 7-8 defenders each down and go man coverage outside, daring Glennon to beat them. I'd expect Dan Quinn to shut down Barkley by loading the box and trusting the secondary on the back end in an effort to take away the Giants' largest offensive th threat. And now for my gut projection. Dallas Cowboys 30, New York Giants 13. I think the Cowboys put up 30 this week, but it isn't going to be due to an offensive explosion. They are going to be handed some short fields, easy points, and take what is given to them, as they should, with what I think could be a pretty vanilla game plan. I know it isn't going to excite fans, and it isn't going to give the feeling that the offense and Dak Prescott have exited their slump, but that might just be okay. The Cowboys don't need to show everything on film this week. They might be better suited to keep the good stuff in their back pockets. Truthfully, if the offense doesn't need to pull out the creative stuff, I would prefer they don't. The Cowboys offense should see some short fields and good field position given to them by the defense. Due to that, I wouldn't be shocked if we see a game plan consisting of standard runs, the typical route combos, and some occasional play action sprinkled in. My gut tells me we see a recipe of Ezekiel Elliott early, followed by rest, some Tony Pollard sprinkled in, and Corey Clement toting the rock. 
Jaquan Hardy could also get a few carries if the Cowboys gain control in this one. Call me crazy, but I wouldn't hate seeing newly signed Edo Smith getting in the mix to give Zeke and Pollard some rest. Dan Quinn drafted him in Atlanta where he averaged 4 yards per carry and nearly 6 yards per catch. I won't hold my breath for that. This is a game the Cowboys have a massive advantage in and should look to crush the will of the Giants early. The Cowboys should handle their business here to get 10 wins, more than likely clinch their playoff berth, and begin the discussion of how they want to gear up for the playoffs. The Dallas Cowboys improved at 9-4 with a huge divisional road win against the Washington football team on Sunday. But after going 24-0 in the first half, the offense totally shut down and was unable to do anything. Luckily for Dallas, the defense stepped up and played a great game. The lights-out defensive performance was led by rookie linebacker Micah Parsons. With an incredibly impressive rookie campaign, the linebacker is now in conversation for NFL's Defensive Player of the Year. Without further ado, let's take a look at why Parsons can and should win Defensive Player of the Year. Statistics show Cowboy linebacker Micah Parsons is Defensive Player of the Year material. Parsons is putting up monster stats in his first season. He has 12 sacks through the 13 games, and he's three sacks away from the NFL rookie sack record. Also has 75 combined tackles this year, 7 tackles for a loss, 27 quarterback hits. Parsons has at least one sack in his last six games in a row. 17 tackles for a loss, ranked second in the NFL. Parsons joins Leslie O'Neill and Hall of Famer Reggie White as the only rookies ever with 12-plus sacks and 75-plus tackles. Also since week 9, Parsons has easily been the best defensive player in the league. Parsons' versatility is what makes him truly unique. He can line up at any of the linebacker positions or defensive end and have a gigantic impact. In his first year in the NFL, the rookie looks like a once-in-a-generation type of player, and the Cowboys are lucky to have him. His stats as a rookie even compare favorably to Hall of Famer Lawrence Taylor. Before the season start, Parsons wasn't even listed as an option for Defensive Player of the Year. In the first couple of weeks, his campaign for Defensive Rookie of the Year became clear. You consider that trophy already on Parsons' shelf. According to WinBet, his odds for Defensive Rookie of the Year are at a whopping minus 5,000. The next player in line is Patrick Sertain, the second, at plus 1,200. But after his dominant performance on Sunday, the odds have boosted him all the way to the top of the list. Tied with Miles Garrett, at plus 275. This proves that this kid really does deserve to win based on his play. I think Parsons deserves a ton of credit for the turnaround the Dallas defense has made this season. Last year, this was one of the worst defenses in all of football. Sometimes, these season-long awards can turn into the what-have-you-done-for-me-lately awards. As I've said previously, Parsons has been playing better than any player since Week 9, and how he closes out these last four games will be crucial for his Defensive Player of the Year chances. Around the league, there are a ton of former and current NFL players that have taken notice of what Parsons has been able to accomplish on the football field. There's no denying the headlines and uproar that rookie is making across the league. Cowboys fans should consider themselves lucky to have a player like Parsons on their team. For at least the next five seasons, here's hoping he can stay healthy and continue to lead this defense down the stretch and route to an NFL Defensive Player of the Year award. And that is all we have for this episode of the Big D Breakdown. Be sure and follow us on Twitter at Big D Breakdown. 
And as always, if you want to support the show, you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash D. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Go Cowboys! This has been the Big D Breakdown with your host, Larry Lee. Thank you for listening and watching. Follow us on social media at Big D Breakdown on Twitter, Facebook, New Big D Breakdown, and on Instagram. Just search the Big D Breakdown. Thank you for joining us. See you next time. Realtors abide by a code of ethics. This is Article 9 in action. Beth, a first-time homebuyer, knew nothing about the home buying process except that she wanted to buy a home. But her Realtor had the expertise to make sure Beth understood every document, even giving her copies to review with her lawyer so Beth could close on her first home with confidence. Complicated things explained in simple terms. The difference between an agent and a Realtor is real. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.